Welcome to the Randy Gravit Leadership Podcast, where we help you lead the hardest person you will ever lead, yourself. Here's your host, someone who believes leadership begins at home, Randy Gravit. Welcome to a very special episode. This is going to be totally different. Uh, the next couple of weeks, actually, we have lassoed my beautiful wife, Laura. Everybody always says beautiful wife. I don't know why they say that, but I'm so excited that you have um, agreed to join us. And we're going to uh, just spend a little time talking to families. I mean, leaders have families. It's a great time of year. Thanksgiving's coming up next week. And so um, welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've heard so many leaders say this year that it's been a year of disruption, a year of crazy, all that kind of stuff. But in some ways, it's been a really great year for our family. We've had some pretty big events this year. Why don't you tell us about those and how, um, how you know, really how we've we've kind of navigated these last three or four months. They've been a little crazy around here. So they have been a little bit, but it's been good crazy, mm-hmm. really good it crazy. It really has been. With two weddings, two of our four daughters got married and our first grandbaby, which is um, absolutely wonderful. All the things I would have made fun of everyone, every grandparent for saying that it was the best ever with my inside eye roll thinking, really? It all happened. It's all true. It really is the very best. Yeah, so we got little Isaiah here now, and for the first time, the boys outnumber the girls I now that yes, everybody's married. So we're, we're, well, I mean, I love the girls too. They're, they're great, but it's been kind of cool. Um, so one of the things that you're passionate about is uh, young families and young moms. You've, you've been so helpful to so many for so long. And you just mentioned it's cliche to kind of think the grandparent thing, but one of the things that it, it, if you're young, it kind of sounds cliche. People say to you so often, you better really enjoy it. It's going to go by fast. You've got so many leaders who are listening and they're going to blink and they're going to be, you know, old like us or like me. I guess you're, you're not uh, <laughs> calling yourself old yet, that. but we're, we're, uh, we're making progress anyway, but our kids are grown now and it does feel like we just blinked and they're, and they're gone. So you got young moms and dads out there, um, what would you say to them during these holidays that are coming up? And then, you know, just as they think about the next year is going to fly by pretty fast and, you know, and then the next thing you know, it'll be a decade and then they'll be having weddings and grandbabies. So I know I remember people telling me that when I was I know, we laughed at people them. our age telling me 25 years we ago, thought they those were same crazy. Things. I know, but it is true. It does go by so quickly and just embrace, I would say just embrace the crazy, embrace the, Chaos sometimes embrace the um, imperfection of it all. There are no perfect days. There's no perfect holidays. There's no perfect marriages, no perfect families, no perfect businesses, no perfect leaders. There's um, just embrace. It's life. You have a day. You love well. You try to lead well. Um, you learn from your mistakes. And then Every day is a new day. You move on. You get up the next day and you you go at it again. Yeah. There are, uh, we've talked about this before, there are seasons of leadership. You you know, there's people who, who are listening who are starting stuff. There's people who are listening who are nearing the finish line. There are people who are thinking about transitioning or changing something. Um, but you mentioned something there I think that's important is that we, when we make mistakes in a season, we actually, if we learn from those, we get to take those 
lessons with us into the future. Uh, anything else you'd say about that? I mean, it's, um, I, I know we've grown a lot through the years, just as we've learned together and with our family, but, um, what, what do you say to somebody who's in a season where they're feeling maybe even impatient? They're wanting to be in the next season. How do we, how do we stay patient and stay where we are and keep learning where we are? You know, it's, I have a group of young moms that I mentor and they're all in a season right now of extreme physical busyness because they, they got little, they've got littles, littles running around and, and they're tired and it's easy. The moms are tired, not the babies. <laughs> the babies aren't tired. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And as we're doing a study right now, we're doing a Paul Tripp study on parenting by book by Paul Tripp. And as I read it, so I was just telling him this week, I cringe sometimes about the things I didn't do correctly. I think if, oh, if I could go back and change that, I wish I had known this 20 years ago. But the reality is you can't know 20 years ago what you know now until you just, it seems uh, kind of trite to say, or you'll know it when you know it. But it's just the truth. You just learn it by living on earth and living each day, day by day, year by year. You just know more in 20 years than you know right now. And even if I, it would be impossible for me to know all those things 20, 25 years ago. And if I did have it to do over again, I would still do the same things because that's all I would know. You right. can't know until you know. You do the you best the you can with what you have at the time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, but you ask questions on we, the journey so you can learn and so you can get better. And that's what all these moms are. They're amazing moms and they are learning and they're asking the right questions and they are trying to be better. And they're all leaders. Yeah. Really, we're all leaders and we're all influencers, right. whether we realize it or not. We are someone is watching us. Someone is listening. And especially when you have littles, they are watching and they are listening. So we're leading them and we're influencing them in that space, whether we're at home or away from home. Yeah, that's good. And and I I'm excited now because we can try out the new stuff that we're learning on Isaiah. So we that's right. We get, we do get sort of we a get to do all the fun the, stuff the, without the responsibility. The grandparent, piece. and then we can send them home. That's exactly that's right. right. That's cool. So uh, yeah, that's fun. Um, I, I love this idea though that we um, we we make mistakes as we go, and so doesn't it take pressure off if you're if you know if somebody's listening? We we don't have to be perfect to to love well. I mean, we just have to do the best we can with what we have and, 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 you know, trust that it's going to be okay. Um, so yeah, that's good. Um, so you talked about your mom's group. You've been doing that for a while. It's something you're passionate about. Uh, one of the things that we talk about is we, we think every kid deserves to grow up in a good home. Um, it, we have leaders listening. They get involved in their business. They got all kinds of stuff going on outside of home. But, you know, I always say that if you win at work and you lose at home, you still lose. Give us some reminder here of, of just how important it is that we don't give all of our energy or maybe even our best energy outside of home. I mean, it's important for us to win at home as well, correct? Oh, of course. I think it depends on what season you're in as to how much energy you give outside the home versus ends at the home. Right now, since we are officially empty nesters with the last two weddings under our belts this year, there is more time to give more energy outside the home. Um, you had a different job when our children were very small, and so you were able to be at 
all the soccer games. You're actually their soccer coach for a couple of years, but you were able to be at basketball games and track meets and piano recitals and all those things. And I was really thankful for that. I understand there are jobs that don't always lend to being at every single thing your child does, but as much as possible, I do feel like parents should be engaged um, with their children and the energy because you have such a short season to be involved in their lives. It, it really does happen so quickly and you don't get that back. That season, once it's gone, it is gone. Yeah. And, um, that seems kind of severe, like, Ooh, are there no do overs? There are certain things in life. We don't get do overs yeah. and I don't get back certain things that, it's, um, opportunities to engage in their lives. And it's very important to take advantage of them and have my energy go there because we only have, we all have the same amount of time. It is the equalizer. That's one, the one commodity every single person has the exact same amount of, and to choose well how we spend our time, whether we work outside our home, inside our home, um, really gauging that carefully in each season and what is needed. So I think we live in a, in a, obviously a little bit different world than we did a year ago. And, and it's going to change again in the next year and the next decade, it just continues to change. But we raised our kids in a different world than so the true. one that parents are raising theirs in now with screens. And, you know, we had screens, but it, it's gotten it to a point where right. I think I even mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that uh, the average person, I, I just read a thing that said the average person is now on their screen about 12 hours a day, which is crazy, oh, mind blowing if you think about it. So wow. what do you say to moms and dads who are um, trying to raise kids in this generation? I know y'all talked about it in your mom's group and, and just screen time. Can you help us on that? Because I, I don't think kids are the only ones that need to be protected here. I think some of us are, you know, a lot of us are, are on screens all the time. So right. Well, especially this year, screens have become part of our everyday life with yeah. the Zoom calls and everything. I feel like I'll be redundant and just repeat what experts have said, but no screens for littles, really, under the age of two, absolutely. They need no screen ever. And even for toddlers up to school age. I mean, you guys have been learning. that Their, their yeah. brains are actually forming. We don't, we're not doctors or anything. Exactly. But like I'm not a doctor. There's so stuff going on. Exactly. They, they need interaction. They right. need face-to-face. -face. They need voice to voice and they need to be outside. Mm -hmm. I, I read one time years ago that the majority of our memories in our formative years, mm -hmm. say under the age of five, if we try to re have, remember something, it, it's outdoors. Yeah. Being outdoors, it'll be an, a memory where you are outside. Yeah. And I just, I know from my own childhood and, and raising even in our children, that is something that's missing now. Children are indoors more. They are behind a screen or in front of a screen, I should say, more. And um, the less screen, the better. That's what I would say. Yeah. And I know that's, that's hard good. because that screen is an entertainment and it, it can be a great babysitter, <clears throat> but it can never replace human so to human. We're going to the holidays here, Thanksgiving, Christmas. We've got a few weeks left. And as you, um, as, as you, let's just say we, think about where we've been this year. A lot of people have been at home all year. And so uh, we haven't really talked about this, but how, how do we, how do we make the holidays um, family oriented? Uh, uh, you know, like, I think that's going to be a challenge this year because we've been, everybody's been, um, we haven't, but, uh, but a lot of people have been <laughs> with their have. kids every day, all day. They show up on the zoom calls, all <laughs> that kind of stuff. So how do you, how do you, 
how do you protect the maybe the traditions or start the traditions or or some of those kind of things? I mean, you, you got any thoughts on you know how how to make these next few weeks special? Well, again, yes, what you, to what you said, people have been together so much with their families, and you know. I hear people joking even about just needing some alone time away <laughs> yeah. from their families. Ready for vacation. Right. Ready to go back to work. Right. So and, or rest. their kids going back to school. But, and we kind of laugh, you know, joking about it. But there are times we do need to pull away so that we can really enjoy the together time. But I would just say to remember to, um, to conscientiously and intentionally give pause, especially, you know, during this holiday season of the things that, um, that we, as we do, and we have done, that we are thankful for. I think a time of, of affirming one another verbally, which is something we forget to do, have a, it might sound a little corny, but truly have a time of vocal affirmation of one another. Maybe going around, what do you like about Randy? What do you like about Rebecca? Um, or one thing great that you see in this person. One thing, tell me the, a funny memory about this person. Really, we forget to stop and remember what we love about one another. We forget to tell each other what's special about them. Mm-hmm. We forget the value sometimes of verbal affirmation and encouragement of one another. And it's not even the foods we eat and the way things look as much as the way we leave that place feeling. So when someone leaves my home, I want them to carry that experience with them. I want them to think I was loved. That was a good day. Mm. I laughed. I feel valued. Mm. I want to go back and have that environment again, or I want to recreate that environment in my next place I go. Yeah. That's so good. Um, that's really wise insight there. I'll just verbally affirm that. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. That was great. So that's Uh, one thing you would say is nice about me. Yeah. I'd say that's thanks. That's nice. Thanks. I worked on that one. I practiced. No, that was really good. I I think, I think, I I do think sometimes it's easy for us to um, be with our kids and not really, or or our spouse and not be with them. I mean, to, to be there, but our minds on, you know, our email or our minds on our screen, you know, time or our minds on our, hobby or whatever it is and, and and we we actually can be with someone without being present with someone so true you know yeah. i mean what, especially with kids what can i add not to just that? with kids i mean yes. marriages as well but yes and i think we're all guilty um of even i'm with you and i'm having a conversation but instead of listening to you i'm already processing what i'm going to say when you're through talking hmm. that's not that's not listening well to listen is to be engaged and to listen to what you're saying and to process it instead of thinking about what I'm going to say when you're quiet or to when I'm with you to really be with you. Like you said, not to just physically be with you. I need to emotionally connect with you because then when you leave, when we walk away, it'll, it'll, it is what has um, that emotional connection, psychological connection, you know, mm-hmm. is um, what you'll carry with you. Not that we were just in the same room together doing different activities. Yeah, I, I heard a guy say uh, just today, actually, that he said that the most interesting people are the ones who are interested in others. Mm, and I think good. that's, you know, if you want to be interesting at a party, go be interested in the people at the party. And the next thing you know, you become a pretty interesting person at that point. And, and, and back to the point of what you're saying there, I, I think it's, um, it's important to create an environment where people feel celebrated, feel validated, feel 
like you're interested in and not not feel that way you are interested in in them so that's good i, I want to kind of dig a little deeper on that we talk about um communication in our workshops and things that we do with companies we talk about communication being the oxygen of an organization and uh, i've shared before the <laughs> the story we had, we had a chance years ago um to go to china and you remember we went up the mountain and I mean, was, we, yeah, we was, didn't get oxygen like yeah, everybody we, they else They were selling did. the oxygen at the bottom and we didn't, I thought that was a waste. And so we were all about to die when we got to the top. But anyway, I digress. Uh, I think it's, I think uh, uh, communication is the oxygen of a relationship as well. I agree. And so can you talk about, um, it, you know, we, we have people that are, maybe they're living together, uh, she's out working he's at home he's out working she's at home they're both out working nobody's at home they come back home and i don't necessarily want to debrief my day you want to hear about my day or you don't want to debrief your day and i want to know what's going on like how do how do you keep communication in a relationship healthy we both think it's really important uh give, give us some things we can do to make sure our communication stays on track and we would both be the first in line to say this is something we have to work on right i mean constantly 30, 35 constantly. years and we st still don't have and we, it. And we talk about how poorly right. we do this more often than we do it right. Exactly. One thing that we have been doing, and it's helpful for me, is um, we just schedule a weekly meeting, which sounds maybe too business-like, but we schedule going to the dentist, we schedule ball games, we schedule everything mm -hmm. in our lives. Why not schedule the things that, are the most meaningful and the most important that will maintain the relationships yeah. with the people we love the most. We schedule meetings with people at work. Why not schedule a meeting with your family? And it doesn't have to be a two-hour meeting. This is five minutes. This is 10 minutes. We're going to sit. We're going to unplug every device. Let's connect. How, what are you doing? What's on the agenda? It, I mean, it could be a calendar meeting. We both bring our calendars. I mean, let's... Yeah, well, that's month, the way we month, do it. Yeah, ours is called... We, we just call it a marriage meeting because we're yep. married. <laughs> we, you know, we, we had to have a name for it, or I did. So it's the marriage meeting. Yep. It's four o'clock. It's on Mondays. That's right. Because we need it. I need our, it. I really need it. We bring that. our calendars and we talk through those things. And it's not that you hadn't already told me something. I need reminding. I told you, I said, because a lot of times we say... I've already told you that. Right. Well, did you tell me that? Right. Well, even if you did, I need reminding. So right. every Monday that we can just say, this is what's happening this week. And and also, I mean, you can go further. It doesn't have to be a calendar meeting. It could be just tell me right. what's what's going on. Tell me. And if you want to choose, you know, the top two things you right. need to discuss. The high-low game, like you play with your kids when they're little at the supper table. What's your high for the day? What's your low for the day? Whatever it is, you just need to stop and have an emotion. And a connection yeah. with um, those people you live with. You can do all kinds of things. In our case, we have kids that are grown and gone, right. and we don't get to be with them a lot. But we can kind of together piece together an update about them because you've talked to one of them, and I've talked to one, and exactly one of the son-in-laws called or whatever. And the next thing you know, we have. And, and so for us, we're our faith is important to us, so we can pray for our kids or right. whatever it is. We can we can uh, just be on the same page. Uh, at the beginning of the week and it you know so far it's it seems to be a, a good practice but you have to but you have to practice and you have uh, to be intentional yeah well thanks for uh all that thanks for really uh you guys joining us today and sharing a little bit of your holiday with us next week's going to be thanksgiving you're going to have a great time hopefully with family and friends around the table uh, i encourage you to uh to uh hug 
a little harder next week and and love the people uh, that that really that you love the most. Spend time with them and really drink in that uh, opportunity to be around the table together next week and celebrate the ones who are there. And remember even, I know we'll do that, the ones who are not there anymore. And so I encourage you to do that. Laura's agreed to join us again next week for a second part of our conversation where we're going to get into all kind of cool stuff about uh, design and some of the things that she's passionate about and some of the things I think will really encourage you as a leader as well. So until next week, you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to the Randy Gravit Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, we ask you to leave a review if you haven't already and subscribe so you'll be alerted when we post new content. We also encourage you to share a link with your friends. Tune in Friday for another episode with a special guest leader. Now, go lead yourself first. Remember, leadership begins at home.